0: Welcome to another episode of Life's A Vacay Podcast, where you're designing life on your own terms, so you're always living on purpose. Welcome to another episode of Life's A Vacay Podcast, a weekly podcast series that focuses on living a life without limitations. I'm your host. Chad Jones. I'm a life coach, motivational speaker, intercultural consultant, and now you can add podcaster to the list of things that I'm doing, who has traveled to over 45 states and 25 countries. I love helping people and I absolutely love to travel. Today, I'm talking about the uncut version. No edits, just do it with my very special guest, Mr. Cartez Ross. Let's get started. But I oftentimes feel like um, people start businesses and they um, they're burnt out because it it created a life that they didn't really want. Like a lot of times people create businesses so they can have more freedom, right? Yeah. So they have a job. You only gave me two weeks. Now I'm gonna go create a business and I'm gonna have all this free time. But if you really are in the trenches of creating that business, you don't have all that free time that you think you're going to no. have because no. you're creating a business and what you kill is what you eat. If you don't kill nothing, you eat nothing. Right. And so it then becomes a place where you start resenting the business because you don't have the freedom and flexibility that you thought you were creating, and so I kind of want to talk about life being a vacay. It's all those things, all encompassing. It's the struggle to get there to create the life of vacay. It's the being there, accepting that I have more freedom and flexibility, but it's also understanding that life ebbs and flows. So you don't always stay on this one path where you can have everything all at one time, because sometimes you're giving up something, sometimes you're accepting something, sometimes you're giving up something, it's the same thing and it just kind of morphs and then you start creating life and life doesn't just stand still to be like, oh, it's it's perfect. Exactly, because it's it's not, ever.
1: (laughs) Never, 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 never. And it's funny that you said that about, you know, the nine to five, it's funny because last night I was thinking you know, I was watching a movie with my daughter and I was like, and these two ladies were in his warehouse cleaning and working. And then at five o'clock, they got off work and went home and enjoyed the rest of their day. And I was like, you know, cause I've, I've been working for myself for the last 20, about 24 years, I haven't had a job. And I was like, man, I kind of wish I had a job. You know what I mean? Because you could turn it off at three o'clock it turns off. And particularly now with a lot of, of remote working becoming normal, like you were saying, if you play it right, you, you can live abroad and at three o'clock when you get off work, you can live out the rest of your life in a beautiful place, Cancun, Colombia, Thailand, wherever you want to be, and still have the luxury and the benefit because like you're saying, being your own boss, you can't, it, it never turns off, particularly in the beginning stages while you're trying to build, or even when the economy changes or a pandemic comes, things might go down, and now you're having to um, pivot, make changes, and eat. You know, you, you don't eat as much as you used to eat when things were going great. So, but yeah, I was like, man, sure would feel good to have a traditional job, or so I thought in my mind and I might change if I got the job, but you know, it has its benefits. It certainly does have its benefits. Well,
0: I'm gonna shift it and I'm gonna just do, so normally I pre-record the bio or whatever, and then I kind of start with, um, I keep thinking I can touch screen, just cause I can touch this screen. I can't touch that screen, hold on. Um, so I just yeah, like, I do
1: my- yeah, I have my fan pointing at me behind the computer. Is it creating any noise?
0: Uh-huh. It's not. Okay, great. So I was just like, do my introduction, yeah, 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 and then I'm like, and so I'm excited to have today Mr. Cortez Ross, right?
1: See, going to make it dirty. Okay,
0: all right, let me start over because I'm like, wait a minute. Um, okay, so I'm excited today to have My friend, Mr. Cortez Ross, how are you doing today?
1: Marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. I'm doing well, thank you, thank you for having me. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. I am excited to talk to you today because you the man with the plan, like you all over Mexico, (laughs) out here in these streets, these hot, hot streets, (laughs) out here, Mm. telling all life's business, giving people hope on how to live abroad, make their exit to a new place, telling them all about how, like, okay, you talk about how to find you a house, where to eat, uh, what not to do, how to survive in jail. (laughs) You do it. I'll be
1: like, what don't he do? Man, a lot of this stuff just Happen, you know what I mean? Um, like the jail thing, it just happened. You know, I'm I think a lot of this stuff just happens because I'm out there all the time, every day. And the more you're out there, the more you subject yourself to stuff. So, stuff just happens.
0: Well, I want to thank you in advance for joining me today on my first season of Life's the Vacation podcast. It was an idea that I literally came up with a couple of weeks ago, and just jumped on it and started to walk in all of who I am. And I think that um, I think a lot of people are going to get so much more from me. Those people who have followed me over the last 15 years are—they're going to finally see like what. struggle has been about (laughs) they're going to be able to hear the story they're going to be able to find solace in other people's stories and get some clarity on what they want to do but more important they're really going to and this is my hope is that they'll be able to have a clear understanding when i say life's a vacay i'm not saying that life is without challenges i'm not saying that life is without problems or that you don't have ebbs and flows because that would be incorrect when i say life's a vacay i'm saying that when you are living your life you are living it in a way that is intentional that it is basically what you want to do not based on what other people want to do but you're living on purpose And you're showing up every day doing what it is that you wanna do. And so you don't feel like you were working. But if you are working and you show up to nine to five, you still can have a life of vacay because you can show up to a nine to five that you absolutely love. And you could be one of those people that at five o'clock, you still working. You like in the trenches because you really truly love what you do. And you can then create the life that you want. If you wanna live in a mini mansion, you can do that if you want to take yachts on the weekends you can do that and still have your nine to five but if you want to quit your job define life on your own terms go travel abroad whatever it is you want to do I'm here to encourage you I'm here to tell the stories of the people who are your average Joes who took an idea who looked at their career took it to a whole nother level and can tell the stories of how that actually happened. And you're one of those people who, you know, when I first met you, and it was funny because it was like my first, ye- first week moving to Merida, Mexico, which is where we are both at. Um, I met you that first weekend and you actually hadn't even decided you were gonna live in Merida. I had decided I was gonna live here. And so you had just came from Colombia, and you were funny as hell so you know you you were just very transparent and I love real people because I'm real right and so you were telling us about some of the things you had done like you were making serious money on the internet and I was like this is a real person who was telling me all the stuff that they've done and I'm just like when did you have time to do all this but one of the things I have learned over this almost a year that I've known you is that you're very transparent. You don't have no problems telling the story. You are an amazing storyteller. And you just put it out there raw. It don't, it, it's not edited. It is what it is, right? And so how, how do you do that?
1: Ooh, wow. Well, I don't know, I just, I just believe that everybody is, is is dealing with something and, you know, people tend to share only the good stuff. You know, you look at Facebook, you see all, all you see is the pictures of all the fancy stuff and the wonderful things and the wonderful life. And, you know, sometimes people can get, people that are going through stuff can get real depressed looking at that because they just think everybody else's life is so perfect and and theirs is just messed up so you know over time I just started to get more comfortable and just like you know hey I'm just going to share you know there was a point when I made a lot of money online but then I've gone through some phases of depression and now I'm basically like many people starting over trying to rebuild income I didn't I don't make nearly what I used to make you know what I mean? I just think when you share the real, um, it makes you more authentic and people start to connect with that because a lot of people are dealing with stuff. And so, and that's my main goal really, is just to connect with people and just let them know that, hey, whatever you're going through, you know, it gets better that you're not gonna always be there, you know, just be honest with yourself and, um, and the rest will take care of itself. So. I don't know now it causes a lot of problems between me and my wife because she hates it when i'm transparent i mean she gets angry i mean real angry and um you know but for, for me again i believe it helps more people um just by being open because you know we're all connected and um and if i, I just feel that if, if what i say can help somebody get through a tough time you know, then, you know, all great because right now we're dealing with my daughter who's sick currently. And um, and the more I share that, I get a lot of information from other people whose children are also dealing with the same stuff. They're sending me resources and tools that I can find that could help her. Had I kept it to myself, I wouldn't have known about a lot of this stuff. So that's, that's just my thought process on it, I guess. Hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times and, and I've talked to women who are trying to be in this space of being a social media content creator or whatever, and they they want it to be pretty. That's the first yeah. thing. It's like, Well, it, you know, and then they spend a whole lot, a lot of time, myself included, and when uh-huh. I look back on my journey, I spent a lot of time trying to make it look a certain way and to be pretty and to to appeal. And I think for women, oftentimes it it is about being able to appeal to the eye, right? But I think oftentimes when I see men who are accomplished or who tell the raw story and they just jump out there and they just do it, Mm -hmm. um, number one, is very transparent. Number two, um, they're not waiting for something. And so women get stuck in a rut because they're waiting for it to be a certain way. And then you end up ta- talking yourself out or time just laps and then nothing happens. Whereas you just do it. Like you are walking down the street, you, you you got all this footage of the raw, you not it ain't pretty sometimes. It's hot, you be sweating. And, and you'll even say, I'm hot. <laughs> So I think um there's a place for that and I think oftentimes people who want to have something you know like for the person who's sitting and they have a nine to five they don't like it they Mm -hmm. are ready to do something different in their head right because all of this is still in their head because they haven't taken action but for you who just i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna think about i'm just gonna do it there's something to be said because you're in action and you have to take inspired action i i I even think about people who are like because you know i have a book on manifestation and i had somebody ask me well you know how did you manifest such and such and i was like i thought about it i saw myself having it and i you know and then i moved towards that but people try to exclude the move towards, right? And you do that well. Uh, How did you, I I don't know, do you learn that or or do you just be like, you know, I don't care and I'm gonna just do whatever I do?
1: Yeah, well, I think I will say I learned a lot of it from other mentors and coaches that I had and once i started taking action because action is everything um you know i'm I'm working with a guy now who just you know a lot of people have you, again it has to be right it has to be perfect and you know again i just believe fundamentally that you just got to move and even if you're going in the wrong, wrong direction at least by taking the steps you can at least correct course and turn around and go in the right direction. But until you move, nothing happens. You know, you know, particularly like when I'm out in the streets making videos and editing stuff. For me, my mindset is, okay, if I make this super pretty and do all of this editing, it becomes extra work, becomes a lot of work and I won't do it. You know, I'd rather have the content out there where it's not as pretty Um, and I can create more of it because I'm not spending hours trying to clean it up. And so if I can just shoot and walk and talk about what's happening raw, I can put more of it out there more often. There are some days where I can put out two videos a day or three videos a day because I'm not worried about how it looks. And ironically, I find that people tend to resonate with that content more than the cleaned up versions. Now, also, because of my background in internet marketing, you know, over the years, I used to manage stuff marketing for other businesses, um, as well as my own stuff. So I've gotten a chance to see firsthand what works. And I generally found that the unedited, raw stuff tend to convert better than the high-end, clean, Hollywood-style stuff. And so as a result of that, just from that background, I've just learned that, you know, good enough really is good enough. You know, the action is the most important thing by far.
0: Definitely, and I was reading a book one time and uh, I think by Elizabeth Gilbert, she wrote the book, E Love, Pray. And Mm -hmm. on her next book after that, uh, she talks about, Uh, good is better than done. I mean, done is better than good. And I always try to go back to that. Now I am a woman, I do like pretty and I have in the past like really got stuck in trying to create something because sometimes you don't even know like how to do something. And then you start talking yourself out of doing it if you create more work for yourself. Like for instance, with this podcast, if I sat here and was like, I don't know anything about podcasting okay I and and back in the day this is funny because I just thought about this the other day like I literally had started a uh what back in the day it was blog 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 what was it called blog, blog, talk, blog, radio. blog talk radio there you go Dang, that's back in the day. That was that was like I almost day. pre-Facebook, My Space Time.
1: I'll
0: <laughs> talk, talk Radio. So I had I had like a segment on there and I had I was like, I'm gonna do this. And I just did it right. But uh-huh. it didn't turn anything into anything because number one, I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't consistent which is also important like people have to be consistent and that's another thing that you do well is that you show up consistently every day with content and for me I know like my consistency has not always been the best Uh because I'm all over the place in the head sometimes and so now I find that you know just putting this together and getting out my own way and not worrying about what it looks like, like I didn't spend a whole time on my logo. I, I put, I, I went to create the logo and I just put it out there and I put it, put the whole uh, website together and just kept it moving. Sent out my content letter and then let it fall. And then I, I don't even really do a lot of editing on this. I, whatever we talk about, that's how it's going out you know um and <laughs> all of that is part of who it, is. It. <laughs> you know? it so like I think that's important um, especially when you're talking about like getting to the point where you are going to do something and you really believe in it you're passionate about it you have to eliminate those things that are going to be hindrances or the roadblocks because if you start thinking about all of the things that you don't know how to do, all of the things that you feel like you're not equipped to do, you'll talk yourself out of it versus just do what you can do, right? And then the other pieces will show up. So I'm I'm not the greatest editor. However, I found something that allowed me to click and point and I can edit. And so- And and I didn't even go looking for it. It just showed up. So talk to us about the ability to just put stuff out there constantly, constantly, because that's one of the things I know in the past has been like a downfall for myself. And I see that with a lot of other people is that they have this great, great idea. It's a bright idea. They move for it. Uh, or move towards it at first, and then eventually it kind of like goes to the wayside. How do you continue to create content, continue to be consistent in this space and show up every day?
1: Well, I think the, um we sometimes we gotta get out of our own head. I mean, really, I mean, we are our own worst enemy. I often make the comment, you know, we're fighting the enemy within. Um, we got to beat that guy or that woman on the inside. And one thing that I learned and when I was in Columbia, because again, I, I'm one of those guys who used to overthink stuff. Um, one day I had my phone with me and I was going down to the grocery store. At this point, I was probably only putting out content like once every two weeks. But this day I was, I had my phone, I said, I'm, go- I'm going to the grocery store. And I was like, you know what? I'll just record myself walking to the grocery store and just show my surroundings. This was in Medellin. And I walked to the grocery store, showed the buildings, showed the grocery store. When I got to the grocery store, showed the bakery. And that ended up being the most watched video on my channel. And in that moment, I realized that on a normal day, I never would have, made that video i i would have thought that it was too simple i would have thought that nobody would be interested in this stuff and so in that moment i realized no matter what i think about a piece of content whatever i'm doing in that moment i will create it i will show it i will record it no more thinking mr ross you just if you're going somewhere just run the damn camera if you're going to the dentist run the camera if you're going to get some cookies, run the camera. If you're going to the store around the corner to, I don't know, get whatever, run the camera. Let the people decide what they like. Don't you try and figure it out for them. You don't right. know what they're looking for. You don't know what they're researching. If it pops in your head, go with it. So that's my philosophy. I don't think, I don't, I don't question it. Um, I mean, because even here, some of the videos that I've Put out, I never would have thought anything about it, but it's the ones you least likely think are the ones that generally do well. And the ones you think would do well are the ones that generally think. So I've learned again over the last 20 years, you cannot figure it out. Just put it out there and let the marketplace determine what they decide, what they decide the piece of content is most valuable to them. And it's funny because. And again, this is just from history and experience. There might be some videos that I put out and it might have the least number of views, but that one particular video might be the video that the guy calls and say, hey, I'm ready to pay you $10,000 to do a website. But it was the least viewed video, but that piece of content was what he needed to make a need, make a transaction go through. So again, just put it out, put it out, put it out. Don't overthink it. Don't second guess it. If it pops up in your mind, if you're doing it, record it. That's your content.
0: Yeah, that's important. And you, you don't know. You don't know what other people like. You don't know what other people are, are gravitating to. Um, I just did a podcast the other day with one of my childhood friends who always wanted to be in the NBA and we know the statistics on that. (laughs) So he obviously didn't go to the NBA, but he is now getting paid by the NBA and created content um, around, you know, players and the uh, NBA picked him up for some, some content that he created uh, last year and he got to be at the draft. And Uh so, you know, it's amazing. Uh, Because he talked about how in that and putting out his podcast that he had wanted to do for years and just moving towards that and putting out stuff. He was like, you know, people started contacting him on stuff that, you know, he didn't even put that much energy into. And so I think it's important to get out your own way. Um, And I'm talking to myself when I say that, because when I think about the things I have done that I didn't think about and I just did it in the moment. Mm-hmm. It worked out so much better when and you could go plan and try to create something. You wanted to look a certain way. You wanted to feel a certain way. That's all for you. Exactly.
1: But the people
0: who are showing up who like you and want to listen to you, they're listening to you because you are you. Authentic- authenticity sells way more than the pre-packaged design version of you. I even think about women. Um, I was on Facebook one day and someone asked men, uh, what is it that attracts you or what do you think is unattractive about a woman? And it was 50,000, I can't stand these eyelashes. However, (laughs) I see all these women who go get these butterfly eyelashes and, and I'm thinking you wear makeup. Or, I, or me, the woman. Uh-huh. I wear makeup because, you know, it enhances beauty, right? Yeah. And then you want to enhance beauty to do what? Attract somebody. Uh-huh. So if you're attracting someone, you want to do something that's going to be attractive to that person. But why would you put these big, hairy, <laughs> <laughs> butterfly-like eyelashes on if that's not doing what the intention is for, right? You want to attract someone. And so it goes back to when you're doing business or creating content or putting something out there for other people to view, you have to meet people where they are and do what they need. And if you're getting more likes and more, um, I appreciate that the comments are coming through based off of just the raw, then Uh you got to go to the raw. Um, So for those people who are listening, who are starting businesses or want to be in a certain influence space, then really think about that and get out of your head. Start walking in the direction that you want to walk in so that you can do the things that you want to do and don't be scared. Let's talk about the don't be scared part though because for a lot of people fear has kept them in jobs that, that don't serve them anymore in relationships that don't serve them or doing things that is, is really sabotaging the outcome that they really want to have so how are you showing up fearless because i think you show up very fearless for instance for those people who don't know who are new to my podcast as well as to the whole Merida experience because I'm in Merida he's in Merida he went to jail <laughs> he went to jail a few months <laughs> back and it was like really really interesting but I mean I was I I was actually supposed to have a meeting with you that day and then you didn't show up and I was like yo he ghosted me what the hell like and I'm calling you blowing you up and then The person I was supposed to meet with after was the person you called before you went to jail. (laughs) So I happened to say something and I put two and two together and realized, wait a minute. I said, are you talking about quarantine? And he was like, he didn't want to say, (laughs) because he was just like trying to talk without releasing information. Uh And so... I realized, okay, he just went to jail. What? That's okay. So I don't feel so bad he didn't ghost me. But <laughs> even with that, you know, you're telling the story and you you seem to be very fearless. How do you? How do you become fearless? Or how do you just walk through something even though you're scared or feel like it won't work? Or you have all these naysayers in your head saying it can't work.
1: Yeah, well, <clears throat> I do be scared. i I'll to put that. <laughs> okay, so he is a real person,
0: y'all. He's yeah, yeah,
1: I do. I do, be, I do be scared for real. I really do. Um, but I've learned. Um, but again, only this a lot of this stuff come from coaches and mentors that I've had in the past. Um, that forced me to look back on things. And what I found was that even in the bad stuff, the good stuff and the bad, somehow things always work out for my better, for my good, for the great. And so, um, you know, even going to jail is working in my favor. I'm getting sick is working in my favor. I just fundamentally believe that at the core, that all things are working for my good. Um, so, you know, And I've learned again that as I start stuff, businesses, many things I've started didn't work, but it put me on a path to something that ended up being greater or better or just as good as, but it all still comes back to nothing happens if I don't take action. So I'm more scared of not taking the action Um, than than the other, than than the alternative. So again, I just learned that doing the thing will put me in the right place. And so for those people that are thinking about starting a business and and thinking it won't work, you just gotta start. You know, like your friend with the NBA, he didn't get in the NBA, but now the NBA is reaching out to him. And um, it never would have happened if he didn't at least move or start doing something or putting out content as it relates to working with the people in the NBA. Um, I don't know if this story will help any, but one time, you know, at, at a point in my life, I used to be an ADD is both a blessing and a curse. And, and I think that helps me a lot too, because I do stuff, I never really finish it, but it puts me into a lot of different things. But anyhow, I used to buy antique chairs from the 50s and 60s, mid-century, uh, benches, stools, and chairs at auctions, antique auctions. So I buy this stuff low and then turn around and resell it. So I might buy a chair for 500 sell it for 2500 I, I would create content about that. I would create content about the stuff I found at auctions. I would talk about these chairs, talk about the value of it, talk about who buys it, and then I got... Over time, as I put that content out, a TV show reached out to me. They were coming up with this new show, following or following antique dealers around as they go to auctions. And um, they wanted to cast me as a lead. So I went through the interview process. Um, some other, I mean, I can't remember the term that they used, But man, it went on for three months. And it got to a point where they actually wanted me. But then I got scared. I got scared. I stopped returning the phone calls. I went into hiding. And then months later, they just gave up. I mean, (laughs) I talked myself out of it. I didn't think I was good enough. Um, I was scared. I was like, why would these people listen to me? I'm just a regular guy. Just buying chairs and selling it. And, you know, did very well with it. But I got in my own head and messed that opportunity up. Um, there was a point to this story. I don't forget slightly like, what that point was, but, you know, but yeah, here's the point. I got discovered due to putting the content out there, just sharing the stuff that I was passionate about. I wasn't even trying to make money from those videos. I was just passionate about this topic, chairs, benches, and stools. I would buy these chairs. I would buy these stools and benches. And I would just sit on them for hours, reading my books, just because I love the damn chair. You know what wow. I'm saying? You know, so again, you just got to do the thing. Once you figure out that this thing is something that you like, it's this thing that is something that you enjoy, regardless of how scared you are or how stupid you think you, it might make you look, you just got to put it out there. You just got to get out there and do the thing. Just take the first step. In the fear and again trust that the doors will open and they will
0: yeah they are they often do I think uh and I go by and I say this on every podcast is that fear is false evidence appearing real we create a lot of the fear in our head telling ourselves it won't happen it can't happen you like had the whole golden egg drop in your lap and you like oh i can't i can't accept it and you let it go yeah. <laughs> who's out here doing this man but i think um you know i, I think we often uh, everybody you know you have opportunities and if you're not ready um then you allow that opportunity to slide through the cracks and I, someone told me when i was doing a documentary several years ago um if you stay ready you don't have to get ready yeah, and when you're ready, then even when the fear comes up, you'll walk through it because exactly. you're ready and you prepared yourself, and you're like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna let that slide because I'm gonna do it anyways. And if something happens and it goes awry, I'm gonna keep it moving right, and I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna figure out what's next because. I know that it's better than where I am, right? Exactly. And I I say this to a lot of people, when you're hungry, then you you just want to eat, right? So you don't worry about, I can't catch it, right? I, I can't go out here and catch the food. I can't go out here and you know, do whatever is necessary so that I can eat. You just want to eat. And so when you're hungry in, in business, if you're hungry in a career, if you're hungry, you go out and you do the things that may be fearful, but you do it anyways, because the result eating is better than starving, right? And you just do it. So In that, in creating this life that you currently have, where you're living in Mexico, um, and you now have your family here, because when you first showed up, it was you solo, solo, dolo, trying to (laughs) like conquer these streets by myself, and then life changed. And you then, and, and and I don't even know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even know that you had a plan for the current business that you're in, because you came here and you really wasn't certain that you were going to stay here. And then you just started videoing and talking about the place. And then you went home and you came back and then you ha- your children showed up for the summer. It was only supposed to be <laughs> the summer. And then your wife showed up. So, With all of that, um, how has what you're currently doing created freedom for you?
1: Well, you're right. I didn't have a plan on how, on what I was gonna do with the current model that I have now move abroad and thrive. Um, While I was in Colombia, and again, like you mentioned earlier, I had no plans to come to Mexico. Um, I was in Columbia looking for a place to live when they had riots break out and the pandemic was going strong and so everything was closed down. So with the riots getting violent, I decided to leave there until, th- until things cooled off. And so I came here and ended up falling in love with the place. So while in Colombia, I would make videos as I was walking out and about, I knew it. I knew in that time, I didn't have a name, a business name or a company name or an idea of a name, but I knew in my mind that something would formulate out of this. So I would just record everything I was doing in Columbia. And then when I got here, I just continued to do the same thing. There was no model. I just recorded, just sharing, um, just letting people see what I saw um, that, hey, you know, there's an opportunity here you know, for me, again, I'm rebuilding my business, rebuilding my finances. Um, And one of the ways I wanted to rebuild my finances was cut my costs, cut my expenses. So that's why Columbia appealed to me. And then when I got here, realized the same options were available here in Mexico. Um, So again, I just wanted to share that story. Hey, I fudged up um, my income. I fudged up my retirement. I have no savings if this is you, this place might be an option. And um, and so that's what I did. Um, The kids came down for the summer. They were supposed to go back, stay with their mom um, after the summer. We were separated at the time. Um, Didn't know how that was gonna play out. Even when I left the United States, I did not know in my mind how it would play out. But I did make the conscious decision that I would leave and trust that things will work out in itself. And so, like you said, months later, um, they all arrive and they're all here. So the current business model, again, is just really just sharing with other people that um, you can get a second chance, you can get your finances in order, you can cut your cost of living, you can afford you if it's difficult to live in these states or wherever you're living, you can cut your costs and move here. If you need to play catch-up on retirement, you can do that here. Um, If you're trying to start a business, um, it's cheaper to do it here. Um, If you need to hire people, it's cheaper to do it here. So that's, you know, in a sense, that's just the business model, really. Um, Just kind of going along with it, throwing darts at the wall, see what stick. um, Most of them fell off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you got stuck, you know what I mean? I started to build a model around it, just focusing more on it. And that's again, that's another beauty. Is if you just put stuff out there, um, you get a chance to see what's working and what's not working. I call that data or analytics. You know, you can right. now study the analytics when you have stuff out there and determine what's working, what you can do more of and what you should do less of. And um, so that's what I've been doing with this. This thing is constantly evolving. Um, the lady just hired me today. Um, she's in the United States still. Just hired me today um, to find apartments for. She'll be coming down here soon, and she wants a list of apartments that she can go look at. So paid me quite well. And so again, this model is constantly evolving based on the feedback that I get from people.
0: That's what's up. I need to be in that business now. <laughs> I want to <know>, go, no. Uh, <laughs> that's important. I think uh, just being willing, being willing, being open, being flexible to what comes, that really lends the freedom to do what it is that you want to do. And oftentimes we get stuck in our head then we get stuck in oh I don't know this or all the little things that are playing in your head that's telling you you can't do it why it won't work um that that actually removes the ability to have freedom because you start stifling yourself yeah so it's important that you get out of your your head and you move forward and you've done a great job of that and you have created a whole new lane for yourself out here in these merida hot streets (laughs) so i'm always happy to see what you're doing i can always and even though i haven't talked to you in a minute because of jail and health (laughs) issues um, and then your daughter and you dealing with her and and I'll have to have you back so that we can talk about some of those things, because all of those challenges, I think you'll be able to create more content in, in different stories and be able to help more people, but what you have done has been amazing um, just in this little bit of time and just being able to tell your story and be very transparent. I can I can keep up with you <laughs> because you're always on the move. But if I had to ask you, what does life a vacay mean to you? What does what does that mean?
1: Wow, um, I mean life. That the vacay, it's vacay. I mean, people work so hard and they miss out on living. And you know. I see that as being that you can still do what's necessary. You can still do, take care of the responsibilities that you have, but you still need to carve out time to do those things that bring you joy um, and enjoyment, Um, you know, and and that's something that I'm trying to do even with my children, letting them know every day, don't just, do something because you have to do it. Don't just work because you have to work. Find that work that inspires you and bring you passion. Find that thing that you truly love. I watched my dad, he was a, he was in the military for 20 years and started teaching and then became a principal of a school. And he was constantly working, 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 nonstop. Hated his job with a passion. I mean, he just hated it. He would sit in the car, in the parking lot for an hour from anxiety, just didn't want to get out the car to go into the building. And um, and he's 63 years old and he died from pancreatic cancer. And I watched him the last four months of his life. I was there with him every day, me and my mom taking care of him. And just watched him just die. And you know, the thing that he said on his deathbed was like, Carl, that's my nickname. Don't be like me. I promised your mother that we would go on vacations when I retired, we would travel, we would do this, we would do that, and you're like, look at me. You man, I'll be gone in a couple of days, and we didn't get a chance to do none of that. He said, I need you to live your life right now. If you're not happy doing the thing that you're doing, do it now, go find that thing. Money ain't everything. And you know, so I took that to heart. You know, so life is vacation, man. You got to enjoy. You got to do that thing that you're passionate about, that thing that you love. And for me, I generally believe that people can earn an income or um, revenue doing those things that they love. It may take time to build it, but I think it's possible.
0: Definitely. Thank you for that. Give my listeners three nuggets that that help you encourage and create the life of your dreams.
1: Um, I think just do it, even if it don't make any sense. That's one thing my wife and I used to go back and forth over. She was like, that don't make sense. I'm like, it doesn't have to make sense to you. It makes sense to me. So just do it regardless of what other people think. Um, you're gonna have your naysayers regardless. Um, you're gonna have those who think you're crazy. Um, people are too busy living their own lives and they got their own problems. And oftentimes, they're not even really paying any attention to you, uh, but so just do the thing. Um, the other thing I would say, and don't take life so seriously, um, life is short. You know what I mean? We, t- I think we take things too seriously. and and put a lot of value and weight on stuff. So I just go with the flow. Um, And the other thing I would say, just don't take things personally. Um, Sometimes we don't know what the other person is dealing with. Um, They snap off or they don't call you back or they don't respond. We don't know what they're dealing with in the time, in the moment. So just don't take things personally. Just just, go with it. That's what's that.
0: Those are all very good things for you to be doing and and to allow to be part of your journey because out here you you don't really know what people are going through you you don't know what opportunities you can have if you shut yourself off to things mm-hmm. and so it's important to just be open to show up And so I want to thank you for showing up today. I want to thank you for answering my call and booking some time with me because I know you busy out here in these
1: streets.
0: (laughs) Um, But how can my listeners find you?
1: Yeah, you can find us online, um, www.moveabroadandthrive.com. I'm currently building a brand new website um, to work with startups, um, so that site is currently been built, but the site name is Leadslayer.com. Basically, we help people generate leads and get them prospects and clients and stuff like that. So kind of going back to my first love. And uh, so that's how you can find us, leadslayer.com and or. Move abroad at thrive.com.
0: That's what's up. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Again, um, if you like this podcast, please like and share it, send it out to other people, let everybody know where you found it. This is Life's a VK. Remember that your life can't be anything unless you actually do something you don't have to know exactly what you're gonna do but you do have to move in the direction that you want to go in all right y'all hit awesome. me next week
1: Peace. thank you appreciate you thanks for having
0: me. welcome all right you have been listening to life's a vacay podcast thank you for tuning in today Every day you have a choice, so choose yourself and never allow your circumstances to dictate the life you live. Whatever you don't like, you can change. Remember, nothing happens overnight, but know that when you set goals and take inspired action, whatever you desire can come in perfect timing. Never give up on creating the life you deserve. Don't anticipate your next vacation when you could be living a whole life on vacation. Until next time, I'm your host, Chai Jones. Please remember to like and share this podcast so that others can be inspired. Peace.